Welcome back to The Stars Made Me Do It. We are here to talk about the part of necessity today. You have Sierra and Mimi. And yeah, this is another one of our part series. I just have to cut in because the way you said we are, Mitch and I have been, this is such a tangent immediately, but Mitch and I, instead of saying we are farmers, bum, ba dum bum, 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 we have been going, we are normal, bum, ba dum bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> and he, the way you just said we are i was like i was certain that you were gonna sing it that way we are <laughs> i don't know Sierra anyway me. there's a snapshot into <laughs> our lives <laughs> sorry such a tangent immediately yes i'm excited to talk about the part of necessity it's been an episode that we've been like not putting off but just things have gotten in the way and i'm excited that now is the time that we're going to be talking about it Okay, like every single part series or asteroid series or whatever, like when we, it just, it's always such divine timing, it feels like, because when I was looking into, you know, doing the research behind it, I was like, no way, this is like a symbol that's been coming up for both Mimi and I, so we're going to get into it, but I think had we recorded this like two weeks prior as like originally planned, it wouldn't have had the same impact for me as I know it's going to have now. And yeah, just just really cool overlapping. And I mean, Mimi and I are always on like a parallel journey, but (laughs) (laughs) but there's been a lot going on. Like we're both recording the state side right now and we've got to actually see each other in person and hang out. Mm -hmm. And it just feels very potent. The overlap of life going on and some of that's going to come up in this episode so i'm excited and before we get into everything don't forget to follow us over on instagram at the stars made me podcast we have a fabulous patreon going on over at the stars made me do it nope over at (laughs) patreon.com slash the stars made me do it and it's a second podcast over there and it's really great so check us out we've got a discord we've got the coolest community and Also, we are on TikTok at the Stars Movie Podcast and got cool videos of us with like great information, but also really silly moments. So it's a good time over there, too. (laughs) And if you want to know what our faces look like, that's that's where it is. I feel like (laughs) listening to a podcast, you start envisioning what you think they look like and then connecting the in in person, like the face to the voice. It's like this a whole next step. But you'll hear so much more about Patreon in an ad in just a moment. Feel free to listen to it. You get all the good details on it. Should we get into the part of necessity calculation? Absolutely. Good reminder to go back to our part of fortune episode, which starts off this whole part series, gets more into the calculation. It can be complicated when you're hearing it. There are tools online to help you with it the best way to do it is to do it by hand our patrons and us like discuss that in discord because mimi is the math genius over here helps genius. us with all the- oh no oh no oh. no <laughs> from my very low standards of understanding math you're genius i am not me. a woman in stem but i can do math <laughs> okay okay fair 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 so the calculation for part of necessity, we are actually using the part of fortune in the calculation. So if you were born by day, which means if your sun is in the top half of your chart or above the ascendant descendant line, you add up your ascendant and your part of fortune. And then we subtract Mercury because we're actually delineating this part of necessity from Mercury. And if you were born during the night, it's the ascendant plus Mercury and then minus that part of fortune. And please do go listen to how to, you know, how to add and subtract those things in the part of fortune episode if you haven't listened to it yet. But 
very quick snapshot. We're basically dividing the entire 360 degree wheel of the Zodiac by 12. So each Zodiac starts at a certain number. Taurus starts at 30, Gemini at 60, Cancer at 90, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And so that's how we calculate these things rather than being like, oh, well, my ascendant is 26 degrees and my fortune is 22 degrees. Do I just add these two together? It's specific to what sign they're in as well. Yeah, where they fall on that zodiac wheel. And I I love that each of these parts, because again, you know, I guess just overview is that a part is not a planet or an asteroid or a, a like physical body in the sky. It is a calculation, which is what Mimi just went over. And so it really is using what you, you know, the place we're using our ascendant. And we're Mm -hmm. using what we have calculated for our part of fortune. But then we kind of get this focus on a planet each time. And I'm, I'm just very intrigued about this one being Mercury. And I love, I love that that is, you know, in like the research on it, we found, we'll get into it, but Mercury, it was even like in a couple of sources said, Mercury isn't normally thought of as this type of energy, but this is the energy you're getting for Mercury. And it just gave a cool depth to Mercury in a way and for sure i mean mercury like listen to our whole mercury seer like season really but it's all about processing information it's the you know communication intake of information processing it's it very neutral. learning it's very neutral and it's very i mean i always just think headspace with mercury it's like your processor and yet we'll get into this part of necessity and it's cool how mercury is such an integral part of the part of necessity or the lot of necessity if you're looking that up as well but yeah but yeah it's so much more than that so i'm excited to get into it yeah and you know what there's so much more information about this lot or part um than there was for part of victory that was definitely a hard one to research and and we did take a much more intuitive approach to that based off of the few pieces of information that we could find but because this is calculated using both part of fortune and mercury it was kind of fun to use like the astrology's brain and um, interpret or blend what you do know about both of these placements together. So for, you know, there's so there's actually a good amount of information on part of necessity, but I will say that I don't feel like it is very clear. I think that there are a lot of different sources that say different things about what the part of necessity um, depicts in our chart. So I kind of chose to say, okay, so I know that part of fortune has to do with health of the body and of the mind. It's very much like the fortune of having a healthy, vital body. And then Mercury is about strategy. It's like you said, the headspace, it's logical. And it's also very neutral, which goes against what I did see in my research about part of necessity. But I felt like using these two points to calculate this point, this part um it seems like this part speaks a lot on survival instincts um but it's also known to signify enemies and hatred which that's why i was like that's so bizarre because mercury is extremely neutral it simply sees the information and then processes it but depending on what sign that mercury is in it could be processing it through a lens of um sabotage or a lens of emotion a lens of distance you know kind of being cold or callous there's so many different ways that mercury can process information that is so interesting because like we've talked about in other episodes and we'll get into it later but my part of necessity is an aquarius and so is my part of fortune and my part of eros and that like enemies and hatred 
I totally see like so much of my self-sabotage and self like, you know, the shame and hatred. And it's like we've got overlapping with some of those. And I can see it coming up for me in in the fact that I have multiple parts in the same sign. So that's just a little nugget I'm going to take away as we're going through this. That's very curious. And for all of these parts, like the part of fortune and part of spirit are the main parts or lots that are used in, you know, uh, Hellenistic astrology, zodiacal releasing, stuff like that. Like, I think the rest of the lots that we talk about are much more nuanced and like it it shows up when it shows up. It's not always present. It's not always like, oh, this part of necessity, this is who I am at all times, unless, you know, it's conjunct like a major planet, conjunct your chart ruler or your sun or your moon, something like that. Um, But I did have a quote here from Oracular Jake, who was a very good source for this. Um, He wrote, necessity is the mother of invention. That's because when you have no choice but to do the thing, people can get pretty creative. The first people that figured out how to hunt and how to farm did so because they were fucking hungry. Hell, the first person uh, that the first people that figured out they could eat boots and sawdust to survive were pretty fucking inventive and that speaks to the part of necessity that the part of this part of necessity that's about doing what you have to do because there's no other choice you need to and right that need and necessity are one in the same here um so that's where i I think like survival is really big here or taking on a role that you have to take on it's predetermined it's fate for you to take this on because nobody else around you is taking on that role I think we've all felt that moment. I got chills when I'm thinking about it. Like we've all felt that moment where it's like, this is something that's way too scary for me to do on my own. And then when you no longer have a choice, there's some sort of activation that almost like you feel it's like on a very basic level. (laughs) The other day, I'm like, there was a spider on my pillow. And I was like, Gam, Gam, get the spider. (laughs) And if he wasn't there, I absolutely would have been able to handle that spider situation because Mm. the other option to me is having a spider loose in my bedsheet situation and no thank you. So (laughs) like, but when it's not necessary, I go to my comfort zone of, I know that he doesn't care at all about dealing with spiders. Let's have him deal with this. Thank you very much. But then Mm. on like a crazy level, I'm even thinking about you know, moms, when you hear so many stories of like, or mother figures where like a child is in trouble and they're like lifting cars when they like the adrenaline happens, but it's like, there's no other choice here. Like I need to do this thing and all other like reason and logic that might talk me out of it has been removed. And we are entering the necessity moment. And that's where it's like these lots are definitely used for predictive situations. Like maybe that mom who lifted a car had her part of necessity in Aries in the fourth house, you know, in order to protect her family, she became crazy strong, right? Because she had to in order yeah. to, like, you know, that necessity factor. So that's where I'm like, okay, and we'll get to it later on because I, you know, we both did look at points in our lives where necessity was strong or where we had to fill a role or you know or else essentially Um, and you can see that there are factors lighting up the parts of necessity that aren't always lighting that point up yeah yeah 
Some other uh, source, uh, Hannah's Elsewhere, she did a recent episode about all of the hermetic lots. And she said that the part of necessity could be things that we hate about others. It's our strong opinions and um, how or why we hold hatred, which I see because the part of necessity, you know, when doing research, you do see there's hatred in the mix. There's enemies and stuff like that. But I also know that there's a lot of nemesis. And so it makes me curious about what what the overlap is there or um, or how they relate to each other. But we'll get to that when we get to the lot of nemesis. When you said a lot of nemesis, I was like thinking of like like a quantity of nemesis. Many nemeses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there is like a part or a lot, yeah, of nemesis as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, there there are a lot of There enemies. are a lot of nemeses. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, mostly the um, general energy I got from the part of necessity was these are the choices that we are forced to make due to hard circumstances. Um, and those hard circumstances could be enemies. So the choices we have to make due to our enemies or due to being between a rock and a hard place, you know, and that split second decision of how do I survive this? What is my instinct telling me to do? Yeah. And when you think about enemies, like that brings up so much of what we were just talking about, like hatred and enemies. I think while I am leaning more towards, you know, through what I've seen, just the, 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 nece- <laughs> the necessary part when you don't have another choice. But I think mm-hmm. the enemies and hatred can put us in a state of doing something that isn't our normal reaction. Mm-hmm. It is that, like what is necessary and I also feel like in a you know when this first had research on it and the tradition of it there was so many more I don't know opportunities to be to have enemies if that makes sense yeah enemies back in the day were like people who wanted to kill you for money or you know for very specific reasons whereas now enemies is such a watered down term like it could be anybody could hold contempt for one another and i think that that could be an equivalent of enemy yeah and so that whole survival instinct is completely connected i can see to that hatred and enemies and it does put you in a different mind space for sure of i wouldn't do this normally but in order to protect my land in order to protect my family like i am protecting myself from my enemy and you know i i see how that translates you know, or is that tethered to and connected to the whole survival instinct piece? Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like your part of necessity is who you would be in a, like in a battle situation. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I'm thinking on this. Okay, yes, I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to give us some info on the mythology of it? I do. And I like getting into the mythology of this, just like yes. with victory Nike, you hear like, you know, like the mythology behind that in that episode. So uh, we have the word for necessity or like the Greek goddess, I want to say like, it's still it's I'll get into, you know, it's kind of more than a goddess, but is Ananka and it's a N-A-N-K-E, but they kind of almost make that K a G, like Ananga, Ananga. So anyways, <laughs> that's how we say it. But Ananga to the, is the 
equivalent of necessity. And I'll get into that. So I have sources from here from Oracular Jake and Wikipedia. And this another quote, a great quote from Oracular Jake was Ananka to the Greeks wasn't just the word necessity as we know it today. Ananka is the personification of necessity. She's the mother of the fates, the Moriar. Oh my God, I can't say this. Moirai. Moirai, and is said to even have the power over the gods themselves. And we'll get mm-hmm. more into that. So love this whole idea in Greek mythology in general of the personification of something, because that's so the, the Greek myths are how so many, I mean, all pieces of life were really explained in that way. And so this goddess was the personification of necessity, but the mother of the fates, we're going to get into that more in a minute but like the the fates are the ones like if you see hercules you know the uh what's it called cartoon animated movie like the mm-hmm. fates are the three <laughs> like kind of crazy women in that that are passing their eye around they've got one eye between the three of them and they cut the thread of people's lives like and that is what determines when a life ends and then oh my gosh hercules you can't cut it because he's immortal now and so that is the those are the fates that they show up in percy jackson which is again like retelling of greek mythology and you have the idea of they they know what's going to happen because they are fate but they also have this cryptic way of sharing their information because it's not always what it seems. Anyways, the fates in general, that's such a, oh my gosh, the fates. And then Ananka is the mother of the fates. And so yeah. it's like so beyond that. It's so, I don't know, like a level higher than what we think of this thinking of fate as this high, high level, especially in myth- like mythological purposes, you know? And so then we've got Ananka, who's the mother of the fates. So I thought that that was... So what you're saying is she's kind of a big deal. She's kind of a big deal. She's like really (laughs) kind of a big deal. And yeah, she is said to even have power over the gods themselves. And and the gods were like untouchable, you know? So just love that feeling power woman energy. And I'm loving that. And then a little bit more... um, just information on Ananka. So this is from Wikipedia In ancient Greek religion, Ananka from the common noun, I don't know how to say this word, but it means not just necessity. It means force, constraint, and necessity. And she is the personification of inevitability, compulsion, and necessity. So like we have the word necessity that we're familiar with. And then like picking this quote apart a little bit, we've got, it comes from the noun that means a combination of force constraint and necessity and Mm. she is the personification of inevitability compulsion and necessity and so it adds that extra it's not just like oh this is necessary for me to do but it's inevitable that it was going to happen and it's compulsionary it's you know it's so strong it's it's beyond uh i don't know the mercury logic in that way that we're talking about and brings in the other calculating parts of it where it's like, this was inevitable. Yeah. 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 Inevitability definitely is a great, like other worm, worm word to put in. (laughs) (laughs) Good worm. Um, Inevitability is a great word to put in, into the mix here because uh, like one of the major points of part of necessity is that predetermined factor is that this is fate and there's nothing we can do about it. And the compulsion part of it goes back to that survival instinct where I didn't even think about it. My kid was in trouble and I lifted a car, you know, like there wasn't a choice. It was 
a compulsion and it's already happening before there was time to truly think about it. And so mm-hmm. she's also normally depicted holding a spindle, which is like one of those things that you can spin uh, wool into yarn with. But also from another source, I found that she ca- can be depicted holding a torch. So <laughs> just wanted to put both those things out there, but a long staff type image of her and also the one known image of her depicted in like uh, a painting i believe it was on some sort of urn she has wings and was holding a torch but then through storytelling of her she's often like seen with a spindle so there we go for that (laughs) and then a little bit more continued information from wikipedia ananka is considered the most powerful dictator of fate and circumstance which makes sense if she is the mother of the fates (laughs) like the most powerful dictator of it it's like you know mother energy being like okay i'll let you i'll let you three control the fates but unless i have something to say about it then we're doing what mom has to say you know (laughs) and uh and then another quote here, sometimes considered the mother of the fate, she's thought to be the only being to influence their decisions. And so we think of them as being this all-knowing, all-powerful uh, as far as fate. And she has that influence over them, which would make sense if we've got her, you know, being the mother of them. And then mm-hmm. we have, this is where a crazy moment of what I said earlier, how everything has divine timing with doing these episodes, because there is snake imagery that is connected to Ananka and both Mimi and I have had crazy snake imagery coming up lately. And I feel like every time we literally snakes, I've just been holding snakes. (laughs) Yeah. Not just like imagery, but like actual snakes. (laughs) Mine at this point has come in the form of jewelry and like a snake at a distance on a hike. And Mimi's got a little more up close and personal with them. But (laughs) so this is just crazy with our snake overlap. So before I get into this, the, um, just background information on the mythology piece is that Kronos is the god is a titan, titan I believe, but the god personifying time. So know that uh, is Kronos Saturn. Yes. Okay. Yes, and so Ananka and Kronos are mates in this Wikipedia source, mingling together in serpent form as a tie around the universe together Mm. they have crushed the primal egg of creation of which constituent parts became earth heaven and sea to form the ordered universe ananka is the mother of andrastia the distributor of rewards and punishment which is very interesting if we think about ananka and chronos so we've got this you know necessity compulsion and inevitability plus time and then ananka another child of ananka is the distributor of rewards and punishment it it it's very it's it paints a very curious picture and then continuing the snake imagery from theoi t-h-e-o-i.com we have Ananka as she emerged self-formed at the dawn of creation, an incorporeal serpentine being whose outstretched arms encompassed the breadth of the cosmos. And I just, oh my God, I need that quote on something. That's just <laughs> lovely. And so again, we have this, you know, serpentine being and yeah. and this like, you know, but encompassing the breadth of the cosmos, like arms around, like I am holding you, but there's definitely going to be some transformation and intensity here because it's snake energy and i love this because 
we have snake energy, but also emerging self-formed seems very badass independent to me. Super. And I love, I'm like so fascinated by this Ananka and Saturn relationship, part of necessity and Saturn here, because this seems like very discerning disciplinarian parent roles, very like mother and father, but they both expect you to put in the work. And literally yeah. I, I said earlier, like, there's nothing you can do about it it's predetermined and that's sort of saturn being very karmic <laughs> yeah. in its energy like this it, these are the cards you have been dealt so be mature and deal with the cards yeah there's nothing you can do about it that seems like very father saturn energy you yeah know? not daddy not daddy saturn yeah <laughs> <laughs> daddy saturn is like here are the instructions father saturn is like figure it out yourself <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> Welcome back to Please Don't Skip This Ad for our awesome Patreon group. <laughs> we would love to have you guys as a part of our community. We are chatting with people on our Discord. We have a whole second podcast over there, and it's a really, really good time. Yeah, if you like the vibe of The Stars Maybe Do It, you'll definitely love Transits and Tangents, which you can find on Spotify and sign up through Spotify. It takes you directly to Patreon. There are three tiers that you can choose from. You could be a pop star for just three bucks. It's basically a cheap diner coffee where you just get access to the Discord community and you can chat with us at any point. We're there day and night. It's a lot. And then you can get episodes five days early every week, too. So you can hear the episodes that come out on Sunday on Tuesday every week. And then you can also just support the Firestorm, which we would love. Our second tier is the Rockstars for six bucks. Consider this like a Starbucks coffee. Again, you can join us on Discord. You get early access, but you also get exclusive episodes every other week. So you get 50% access to all of the second podcast. And then our last tier, the third tier, it's our superstars, the most popular. It's only nine bucks a month. This is like your favorite local coffee house with all the bells and whistles. You get the Discord, you get early access, and you get 100% of the exclusive episodes every week. You can also guest on an episode if you want. Uh, where we do some analysis, which we're basically talking about on Discord all the time anyway. We have such a fun Discord community, such a fun Patreon community. It is really like all the all the behind the scenes chat that we get to do. We talk about fun, different analysis that maybe we'll do one day on the podcast. But we also get to know you. And that way, when we're going mm -hmm. over the transits of the week and we're talking about the astrological weather report, it's not just about us, it's about you. And so if you're interested in how the planets are actually affecting you on a personal level, then this is really the place to join us. Also, we just, <laughs> it's a lot of chatty good times and it's a little, it's a little more silly and so we got super education of what's going on and we have silly get to know us really like we're a community over there so check us out we'd love okay. to have you and we do have free trial going on if you'd like to dabble and see what it's like yeah seven days free trial so go join us on patreon.com slash the stars made me do it and now back to the show uh, so yeah that's a little bit of the mythology behind it and i find that fascinating and i love that yeah. in some ways you know like going back to part of victory victory and nike are both you know that's greek and roman for the same goddess and we understand that victory is victory but here we have necessity being like the word that was chosen that best fits it but there's so much more encompassing that word it's not just 
necessity, but we're going with the part of necessity. That's kind of like what's been determined. But yeah, Ananka is more than just that. And she's the representation mythologically of, you know, this lot. Do we know the glyph for part of necessity? Um, we might before I make the artwork, but we'll figure <laughs> it out. Check out the artwork. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe <laughs> find out from the artwork that we don't know it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so let's get into our placements of uh, our parts parts of necessity or part of necessity. Still, nobody has corrected and told us Either which way. one we're supposed to do. <laughs> uh, interestingly, we both have uh, Saturn ruled part of necessity. Yours is in Aquarius and mine is in Capricorn. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, with that, <laughs> you just like, you have to do it. Go for it. Do it. Yeah. You better do it or else. Yeah. Saturn yeah. energy for that happening. Yeah. So my part of necessity is at 15 degrees of Capricorn and it is in my sixth house. I'm looking at this in my whole sign chart. Um, so I've, I've sat with this because... I'm still trying to understand where the sixth house comes into play. I'm thinking about, okay, my day-to-day life, my working life, like when I had a job that I would go in every day, stuff like that. I would definitely notice some sort of um, authority figure or me being given authority in the workplace very easily, very suddenly. Um, I've always been uh, assumed to be a business-minded person and so then when I worked for a lot of small businesses because that's really most of my work experience is working for small businesses I would be expected to take on the role of manager in some way or to be a leader um, so I think that's the only way that I can really see it in my sixth house is having that day-to-day job um, but then I got into the whole mental health aspect of it And I found this to be really interesting. You know, I looked at transits for days that were um, or times in my life that I needed to step up. Um, One being in late 2003, I didn't step up because I was a youngling, but um, the opportunity was taken for me to step into a therapy setting. And so I started therapy in late 2003. And when I looked at the transits for this, Chiron was conjunct my lot of necessity and Saturn was opposite my lot of necessity. And it was like the Capricorn energy of taking care of this responsibility, finding maturity here. I mean, granted I was nine, but still it started a kick started a long, long journey of taking ownership of my mental health. And especially with Chiron being conjunct that lot of necessity, it was like, there's a lot of healing that needs to be done here. And I would say that at nine, regardless of age, I was in a survival mode. Um, As an Aries, I feel like I've always lived in a bit of a survival mode. So I found that to be really fascinating. And also that Saturn was opposing it. It was a relationship with a new authority figure, which Capricorn and Saturn are both so authoritative, right? It's about Mm. who is in charge here, who is the captain, who is the leader. And almost at that time, I was able to um, release leadership or release the feeling that I have to be okay and responsible. And I got to be free and allow somebody else to take authority and hold space in that way. And another very important day for me was um, on January 8, 2015, 
I entered a legal contract out of necessity so that I could remain living where I lived. And um, on that day, Sun and Pluto were both conjunct my lot of necessity. And so I would say that Pluto was definitely playing a factor here as it was like transforming. And um, it was a deep shift that was made in me at that time. Um, And actually, I will say that Pluto, obviously, because it's such a slow moving planet, it was transiting my lot of necessity for a very long time and when I left that legal contract and you know found you know had to move really quickly there were so many factors in me having to take action on a daily basis so that I could get to the next point in my life so that I could get out of between the rock and the hard place and Pluto being there was like this is a very transformative time for you for me personally um and I needed to take on the role and it being in Capricorn was very much a um, we're not going to deal with the emotions of this right now like granted you know your girl's a Pisces Mars so she dealt with emotions but <laughs> I still felt like that lot of necessity when there's a situation that I need to take care of I do take a very like responsible wise and mature role whether I want to or not that's sort of the place that I'm put you know, there are other factors when you're looking at your lot of necessity too, like what planets are aspecting it, what's um, what's the ruler of that uh, lot, and what house is that ruler in, which is why I kind of pointed out that we both have Saturn ruled lots of necessity. Um, my Saturn is in the eighth house. So again, you can kind of uh, disposit that into a lot of my sixth house, a lot of necessity energy is placed into knowing myself better and knowing my psyche or also dealing with past trauma, stuff like that, like very, um, very healing energy. So yeah, Yeah. I'm still waiting for more to kind of plop into my brain about it. It's been kind of fun to look into it and see, you know, what a survivor I can be. Um, My son is square this lot of necessity my venus is trying it like there's so many factors and nuances to play with but um that's an example of how you can look into your lot of necessity you know i find it interesting that while you you know shared yours in whole sign if we do look at this in placidus both you and i have our part of necessity intercepted in our charts which is curious because yours would be intercepted in the fifth so true yeah and i think that we are both you know gaining more of an understanding of this and and getting more access to this energy but i am going to talk about mine so anyways that was just fun little factor that i thought about but i'm going to talk about mine in plasticist terms and i've got aquarius my part of necessity is an aquarius which like all of my parts are in like Aquarius yeah, it it's either like. Aquarius or Libra <laughs> it is either Aquarius or Libra and it's funny because it makes sense in a way we we're talking about this recently just the two of us like in random astrology conversation that happens all the time but <laughs> how I've got the same sun and ascendant and so much of the calculations happen with that whereas you know oh, if you have fun. three different you know, top three and the things that are calculated anyways, and the same Mercury, whatever. I often find it's Aquarius that I've got all these placements in. And I, yeah, so it's in my second house in Aquarius and it is square my Pluto. It's sextile my Mercury and my ascendant. And yeah, so it's Saturn ruled. Mm -hmm. And 
I was thinking, and this is actually an interesting, I guess, a failure that turned into a lesson. Hello, Saturn. When I was going over like different dates, trying to think of like a necessity moment. And I have one that I'm going to share, but I have another one that I looked up the transits for and I realized it was like, nothing's really going on here. And then I kind of had this self-check moment of, I don't think this was necessity. And I think that when we are looking into transits, like basically the moment I was thinking of was when I stepped up and became the captain of the archery team. And I was thinking of that being like, and I also didn't know the exact date. I knew pretty much the month and I knew the year, but I didn't know like the exact date of that happening. So I was kind of playing around with it. And when I looked at that, nothing was really activating my part of necessity, but I realized that my nodes were activated. And this particular day that I looked up, if this was the day it happened, the moon was also in Capricorn and my North node is in Capricorn. And it was when the nodes were in Capricorn. And so I thought that it was very interesting how this actually, this moment of me stepping up and being archery captain wasn't a moment of necessity because I realized there was another option but mm. I was so not okay with it that I decided yeah. to be like, no, I'll do it. And I think that that's the difference between necessity and stepping into your North node, because your North node is something that feels uncomfortable, but you know that it would be satisfying and rewarding. And I was like, I don't know if I want this responsibility, but then I was thinking of the alternative and I'm like, I don't want it to be anybody else. I want to take on this role. And so I did step into it. And I realized like through my second example that I'm going to give how that was so much more of a nodal activation or just my entire Capricorn stellium activation as opposed to necessity. And so I think when you are looking into figuring out moments in which you felt that this was activated, that was something that I had a nice little self-check of, wait, that wasn't necessary. That was just a bit, it was a big step that you took, but it there was there was another option. Somebody else could have done it, you know. Yeah. And then so the example that I'm going to give is like recently this past summer where I had a really scary moment where I had to um, just navigate uh, my husband needed to go to the hospital. And it was at like almost three in the morning. It was a very sudden and scary situation. And there was like, <laughs> there was a moment of me calling the, you know, the ambulance and immediately being like, can I speak in English? Because so often in emergency situations, the emergency services, especially in Europe, have English available because that is the common second language. And the lady was like, no. <laughs> And I was just like, holy shit, like I can do all of this in French, but if I could do it in English, it would be smoother, more concise and exactly detailed the situation going on. And then I don't know, it was that activation mode where I was like, okay, well, <laughs> the only other option is French, like the option is French and I have to do this. And it yeah. was just really having to step into that moment. And through hearing you share your you know, story and me reflecting on mine, I'm also realizing that I think people in particular can activate this lot because <laughs> husband is an Aquarius and you know, I, this wasn't during Aquarius season, but my husband is an Aquarius. And I, I often like notice this, I have a lot of Aquarius placements in my life, Aquarius moons or, you know, and, and I feel like sometimes it's up to me. It has to be up to me. And so I think that that is something that activates the part of necessity, but also going on on this date when I had to step into this, okay, we got to navigate taking care of a person that I love dearly while making sure they're getting care while speaking in another language, while preparing their things for the hospital, like so many things going on. He's okay, by the way, everything's okay. Thankfully, like we're all good. Yeah. But um, 
thankfully it was like if I hadn't it wouldn't have been okay. And so that was something where I was looking into what was going on at that time. And even though this isn't, you know, a lot of necessity deals with Mercury and Mercury isn't, you know, the the main player, I guess, in this game, Mercury had just gone retrograde at this mm-hmm. moment. And it was weirdly exactly in conjunct my lot of necessity. And so I feel like that in conjunct was something that I could take advantage of. It was activated, but with communication, with this discomfort and unfamiliarity, because we have Aquarius and we have Virgo, which we've talked about the energy so many times with that in conjunct, how they've got nothing in common. And yet we see how intelligence is something that is so shared by the two of them. And Mm. so I do feel like this, you know, also emotion being removed is very common with those two signs. And there could be no emotion in this situation. There had to only be strategy. And I think that both Aquarius and Virgo have such a strategy in such a different way, but that retrograde energy and it just throwing a wrench in things, it was exactly in conjunct my lot of necessity and Chiron was sextile my lot of necessity. So while I think this event in particular was more of a event happening to my husband, it was something that I had these energies at play activating or playing with my lot of necessity that Mm. the Chiron, like, yeah, this is a big, this is a big wound, but it's Aries that was exactly sextal. You know, I don't know if it was exact, but it was very within like a three degree orb sextal my lot of necessity and that (laughs) very wounded place, but Aries, I am going to be strong here, warrior energy, step up and take control. It was like leader energy that Mm -hmm. had to be taken on in a very uncomfortable situation. And then this mercury of like, you know, having to communicate things in English, in French, back and forth. Like it was just an intellectual strategy that had to come to play with a removing of emotions in order to do what had to be done so interesting and let's go back to what you said about like you have a lot of aquarius placements in your in your life i'm curious too because this is a this is a placement in your chart that will show you enemies too that's kind of you know when we go to like what hannah's elsewhere said which was about things that we hate about people or um what what our enemies traits are i'm like should i just avoid all like people born on january 4th those 15 degrees capricorns (laughs) don't come for me i don't know (laughs) you know it's interesting because i think i i do have i have a lot of aquarius placements in my life and both aquarius suns and moons and i think that they can stir up moments that that feel that way you know they have a way but i also have so many other lots in aquarius that it's not that simple for me you know i've got a lot of mixed feelings but i also think aquarius has such a way of removing emotion from emotion when it needs to happen and Mm -hmm. that can be really hard for me and my little capricorn moon that just wants to feel something but feels like they have to be responsible all the time and so i think that that energy can stir up this you know animosity (laughs) but at the same time i think that with my lot of necessity being there even if it's you know stirring up some of that i 
the ability to remove emotion from emotionally charged you know, situations that can be very scary or you have to step into that lot of necessity. I am very grateful for that. I do see how many times I, I always attributed it to my Capricorn placements, which I do still attribute to that. But so often in a moment of crisis, I am the one to go to and sought out in a moment of crisis because I can find a creative intuitive or creative. And I don't want to say intuitive, but, um, unorthodox way sometimes of finding a solution to something and can remove emotion from it in that moment because we need to get the thing done and we need to take and that is very Aquarius to be able to separate yourself from the situation in order to find a uh, in order to find an intelligent way of solving something yeah I think it's an interesting commentary that like what we dislike about our quote unquote enemies is the same energy of what we do in order to survive. And I feel like that speaks to the human condition of like not wanting to remember that we want so badly to survive and like feeling triggered by other people embodying that energy when that's our like rock and hard place energy. Yeah. Yeah, so often the thing that annoys us about other people is a thing that we are either insecure within ourselves or, or like, you don't, know, like you don't want to feel like someone who is battling to survive. And if somebody else is embodying the same energy that you would embody during that survival moment, yeah, that's going to be triggering because you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. I, are we in this place? I don't want to be in this place. That is so interesting. Yeah, with that, if we just think of Aquarius moon versus my Capricorn moon, you know, and Aquarius lot of fortune, a lot of necessity where, oh, you're just removing your emotions from the whole situation and just approaching this logically without feeling through it. That's what I have to do in survival mode. That yeah. is what I have to do in survival mode. That is fascinating. That yeah. I'm going to go journal about that after this. I know. <laughs> I'm definitely thinking about some specific examples of how I see that show up. For sure. Wow. I was wondering if we wanted to, obviously there isn't like a good article out there that I found anyway, there could be one, but I didn't find it in my research of um, what it might show up like through the signs. And I was wondering if we wanted to speculate that a little bit. Yeah, let's speculate it. All right. I feel like a lot of necessity in Aries is like, this is badass warrior energy and also very independent. They are, you know, in a moment of crisis or in a moment of inevitability it's about them and like they are going to choose themselves which then would make me think something that would really just make that person feel like oh this energy i can't stand <laughs> would be mm-hmm. somebody who is focusing on themselves and just doing the thing right away yeah 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 and then a lot of victory in taurus would be really grounding yourself in in this moment and and i would think also sometimes holding back in a way as like being non-reactionary yeah yeah and then stonewalling in a way like that's their almost response to crisis uh stonewalling too yeah and they take one back down yeah For sure. And taking on a role that like, if no one else is going to take on this role, I'm going to be the steady one. I'm going to be the reliable one. I'm going to be the hardworking one. And then maybe what they hate about others or like the enemies that show up in their lives. These are people who indulge or like take their Mm. time, allow themselves to take time and be patient. 
I can yeah. see that being kind of triggering. Yeah, where it's not fast enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. and also stubbornness being really yeah. something that would get to them. Yeah. Oh it's interesting because with a lot of necessity, you could literally have any other placement in your chart, right? There's no, like with Mercury, it's like you can only have one of three Mercury placements depending on your sun with a lot of necessity. It's just so different per every person. Anyone who was born on the same exact day in the same time, if they're an hour apart, they could be wildly different from each other, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which again, love astrology, love the nuances, the love nuance, how we can find, yeah, yeah all those little details. Oh, I love it. Part of necessity in Gemini, I feel like this is someone who is who takes on the role of a speaker, someone who um, it takes is a record keeper, takes care of what is being said aloud. Uh, this is someone who figures is like solution oriented and is mutable, is willing to like change the plans and move to the next move to the next possible solution. I think in in battle, they're the ones who are like, oh, here's this uh, trench that we can go on that we didn't talk about during our planning stages love this looking at my whole sign because then my uh part of necessity would be in the third house which is mm-hmm. gemini influence and the record keeper and that all really speaks like the lots in whole sign for me really speak to me yeah. i like that yeah yeah but and and in that situation that i you know gave my example of it was me who had to communicate with my in-laws. It was me who had to communicate with, like it was a communication-based, um, you know, activation yeah. too. So that's just really interesting. But yes, for Gemini, then something that would really, I think, get to that person could be a, it's almost like the opposite of Taurus and like the, un, not like unreliable, but in the mutability. Like, yeah, the is it this or is it this? Because yeah. Gemini is both at the same time in their truth. But for, you know, that thing that's getting to you is no, but is it this or is it this? Like not liking the fact that, you know, it is all over the place or two truths can exist at the same time. Yeah. A lot of necessity in cancer. These are the people who are um, put in the role of caretaker. These are people who hold space for emotion. These are people who allow emotion to be present in any situation, who are also acting from a place of emotion or are being forced to um, forced to follow their emotion from by their like hard circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. And then it could be really wanting that more logical and realistic approach or just, you know, anybody who's feeling too much, expressing too mm-hmm. much of their or being too reactionary in an emotional way. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. In that, yeah. Cause they could also, I think when in a, the face of crisis, protect themselves and just put themselves back in their shell and not show emotion. Right. That could be because cancer, we always think of like, Oh, they're, they're known to be an emotion-based zodiac sign, but they're, you know, they and Scorpio are very protective of themselves and they're very yes. careful of who gets their emotion, who gets that softness within them. They're the exoskeleton zodiacs, you know, yeah. where they have this emotionally, you know, powerful side, but then they have this very protective and yeah. reclusive side. So a lot of necessity in Leo. 
I feel like these are, I'm just thinking of like in war times or in one of my books where there's some sort of battle going on. Like the Leo is the one who is um, on the podium and sharing information. Although I don't know how accurate that is for, you know, <laughs> but like, yeah, no, I don't know. I guess a lot of necessity in Leo. I'm curious. What do you think? I think it's heart space and it is like, there's some sort of loyalty, like that feels like, you know, if I am, uh, it's not a changeability. It's not a emotionally reactive. It is a very kind of steadfast, loyal heart space to me. I'm trying to think of how that would show up in necessity, but Leo energy. I guess energy, this would just be another fierce warrior type, you know, this is our second fire sign. It feels very fierce warrior to me, but not necessarily in a, it doesn't have to be in an action based way, but I think it would be in a declaration way. I think that you would have Leo part of necessity being the one that is like, I'm standing up for my people. Like, I'm not afraid to say it. All eyes on me. Here I am. I like the podium energy that you gave mm -hmm. as an example, but it doesn't necessarily have to be with a plan, but with the delivery of whatever that information is, because I don't care if everybody knows it was me who said it. I'm the yeah. one who said it. And I'm loyal to this, this group yeah. over here. So come at me. <laughs> it's very similar to Aries, except for the fact that they're not just in it for themselves, where the Aries is like, okay, I am a team of one and I have to survive. Leo is very much like they've got their, their cubs pack. that they have to take yeah. care of. Yeah. yeah the pack. Yeah. yeah. And then whenever somebody is putting themselves in the spotlight, that could really aggravate that. I don't know. That the, lot this, a lot well. of necessity is like if you see someone, if you see someone you love being uh, attacked or something, you are you are up and at them. Like you're the person who yes, is yes. squaring up with someone at the bar because they're in a fight with your friend. Yes. But if somebody <laughs> else... If somebody else is like acting that way, I feel like they could be like, why don't you let that person speak for themselves? You know, like, why are you protecting them? Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of necessity in Virgo. These are people when in a crisis, they are taking a very analytical approach. They're taking a very non-emotional, very pure, just looking at the facts and the logistics, taking a more mental approach, right? Almost like outsmarting the people around them outsmarting and also i feel like this would be the the devil's in the details and i found it you know yeah. like i found your weakness by this one thing you thought nobody else saw yeah and the circumstances that would force you to make decisions in a hard place would be health i would imagine that like your health forces you to make uh important and responsible aka saturn decisions yeah and then Anybody who's focusing too much on those details, anybody who's finding a hole in their, <laughs> in their, you know, logic or whatever their plan is, that would be really aggravating. Yeah. A lot of necessity in Libra. I would imagine that relationships in their lives are major factors for, you know, their survival instincts or having to make the hard decisions. Um, and also always in partnership, you know, like regard if you're in a battle situation, you're going to pull your partner and you're like, okay, let's go. It's yeah. you and me. It's the exact opposite of Aries. It's like, okay, how do I make sure we survive? Yes. It's a we, not a me. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and that that like like being annoyed or aggravated by that energy that's like, you know, why can't you think for yourself or that couple that's always like, you know, that person in that couple that just speaks in we, you know, yeah. like, well, we love this restaurant. And it's like, they're not here. Don't speak for them. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> are you triggered? <laughs> you got mad. <laughs> I got too much fierce independence. No, no, I I don't know what it was. There was like definitely either like a show or maybe I was reading something that was really getting into like, I hate when people talk in the we. So I feel like it's fresh. Uh, <laughs> it's just fresh in my mind. I'm like, talk we. You know what? I talk in we's. It's okay. I talk you, in we's. You share your experience with someone you love. You've earned the we. <laughs> I like that. You've earned the we. <laughs> A uh, lot of necessity in Scorpio. Ooh, interesting. Ooh. So when you are put in between a rock and a hard place, oh, I feel like you almost turn to the dark side and you're like, I don't know. And you use the dark side to your advantage. A lot of necessity in Scorpio. There's like no place it won't go. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when you're in that crisis mode you're like all right i'm gonna punish myself by really experiencing the crisis and not i wouldn't say punish it's more of a joke but like uh indulging in the intensity of the moment and like letting that be a cathartic experience and then letting that drive you to survive because scorpio being another sign ruled by mars has natural survival instincts regardless of the trauma or the pain or the difficulty that any scorpio energy as an archetype will experience it deals with the depths and then it allows the depths to push them while they navigate what the next steps are i think that this would be such a cutthroat <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, I could see this, like, being the person that, you know, would be like the Libra Pisces placements that would never do anything to upset anybody that has a lot of necessity in Scorpio and get them in a situation like this. And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like night and day. Yeah. Yeah. It would just turn on this, like, flip a switch to a completely different energy. I could I could yeah. just so see that happening where where did this come from? And that's what it that's where it would come from. That lot of necessity yeah. in Scorpio. Like we'll go there. But then anything that is too intense, anything that is too, I don't know, deep, really feeling like too much on a regular yeah. basis. Yeah. Oh also going back to a lot of necessity in Libra, these are the diplomats when they are literally being held between a rock and a hard place they're like okay how can i negotiate my way out of this yeah yes yes <laughs> i definitely feel that a lot of necessity in sagittarius these are people who are looking on the bright side of things in a crisis mode yeah oh my god optimism but also like escape strategy yes escape yep <laughs> i am flying abroad <laughs> But things are looking good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, I feel like this would be if you were, I mean, the, have you seen the movie Enough with like Jennifer Lopez? No. She basically leaves a very abusive marriage and, and gets her child out and like they're on mm-hmm. the run. And, um, oh, oh my God, great movie. 
great movie. I watched a movie with Jennifer Lopez called Mother and it was kind of similar where she had a she was like a badass spy and she had a baby and you know she didn't keep it or she kept it it was born but then she stowed her child away and then it's all about her like refinding her child and saving her ooh. and I'm like ooh these are cancer a lot of necessity vibes <laughs> ooh this is like badass mama jlo vibes too mm, there you <laughs> go but in that that just made me think of a lot of necessity in Sagittarius being like I am I am literally running away but it's out of necessity like this yeah. is not an Aries I'm standing up and fighting you out of necessity yeah. this is a I am getting us out of here and the optimism part is huge because in really intense situations there is an optimism that I feel like would absolutely is not a default in a crisis situation. It's a sad law of necessity could could bring that. But I also think that they could be the one to be like, yeah, um, I got us passports to move and start a new life overseas. Yeah. 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 We're starting over. <laughs> but uh, then I guess that would aggravate them for people who are just running away from their problems. Yeah. Or people, I think I could aggravate this sign. I definitely think I could aggravate this I mean, this you're sign. a sag, so... <laughs> yeah, uh, because I I am always giving you the bright side of the situation. Anybody who has a lot of necessity and sad would be like, can I just be in this suckiness? And I'd be like, but it's not sucky, you know? And Yeah, it's like, why are you trying to find the optimistic side of things? Does that mean that things are really that bad? Yeah, yeah. I also think maybe a lot of necessity in Sagittarius, you are being forced to make hard decisions or being forced into a role of survival by your teachers or by education or schooling system, higher education, those kinds yeah. of things. Oh, yeah. That's a good note. Yeah. And then a lot of necessity in Capricorn we talked about with you. Yeah, we kind of talked about it. I think authority, uh, being authoritative, being a leader, um, being very practical, maybe being a little bit cold in the moment of a crisis. Uh, yeah, removing emotion from the situation and coming up with a plan. And then for, you know, being, I guess, being annoyed by when somebody is taking authority where, yeah. you know. Or when someone in... is, for me, it's like when someone is being overly practical when like a little emotion could be thrown into the mix here like why are we being yeah. so cold yeah and capricorn is while it feels the emotion it doesn't access it when making or at least i don't know we can go into it doesn't whole... it's not a major factor in the decision making not... process exactly it is ruled by practicality and responsibility mm. and doesn't often access the emotional factor while making those decisions yeah i think a lot of necessity in capricorn could also be triggered into going into survival mode or you know this place of necessity by their fathers by their bosses by anyone who tries to show authority over them yeah yeah and then part of necessity in aquarius i'm trying to think about it separate from me you know, I think that they would find a very innovative solution to a problem in that moment. Like it would force them to be, I don't know, out of the box when they wouldn't normally be. What? Any other Lion King fans out there that it's like, what do you want me to do? Dress and drag and do the hula? 
<laughs> if you're hungry for a hunk of fat juicy meat, eat my buddy Pumbaa here because he has a treat coming down and down. Oh my I was god! Just, so I know all you have to do is get in line. Now I have to finish it. Uh, are you aching? Yup, yup, yup. Or some bacon? Yup, yup, yup. He's a big pig. Yup, yup. You could be a big pig too. Boy, I think that's a lot of necessity in a, in Aquarius. Where it's like, how are we going to survive this? Dress and drag and do the luau. <laughs> I feel so honored to be associated with that solution. I'm here for that. Like, oh, there's, boy. there is a ridiculousness to Aquarius that we can never deny, you know? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> and, oh, you expect this from a normal human being? Let me do something absolutely ridiculous and I'll survive. Yeah. Yeah. Completely unexpected. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> that's, I feel like that's a party trick. No one knows that song fully. <laughs> I love it. I Thanks. love it. I also feel like what could annoy them would be when somebody didn't do the expected thing where mm. I can see that for myself where I'm like, we said we were going to do this. We planned to do this. The goal was to do this. And you did something completely different. And while maybe it ended up okay, like, why? Why did you stray from everything we discussed and what the quote unquote, like, usual thing was? Yeah. I I can see yeah. that being And annoying. Aquarius is also for the good of the human race of the future. And so they're not afraid to, like, hurt somebody now if it means helping the masses later. And I think that's where you kind of, I think uh, that could be kind of triggering too. It's like, but I'm still, I still am here now. And I still have human experiences that are valid, even though future humans also have experiences that are valid too. There's, whereas that Leo is like, let me take care of my people. I don't care about the outer circle. It's just the inner circle. Aquarius is thinking about the good of the masses. And it's also thinking, like we talked about before, about that removed perspective. They have yeah. a they have an ability to see things at a distance. And so, yeah. which is like, and I can see myself doing that in moments of crisis, but I can also in emotional ways where, you know, well, in the grand scheme of things, is this that big of a deal? And it's like, no, it's not that big of a deal in the grand, like in the bigger picture, but I'd still like to feel what I'm feeling now yeah. on a personal level. And I mm -hmm. think that that is something I can definitely relate to with the feeling annoyed by that, even though it would be my uh, survival strategy. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of necessity in Pisces. Um I kind of feel it's somewhat similar to Scorpio in that it's almost indulging itself in the moment of the crisis, but almost as a way to tap into, um, I don't know, into a more compassionate, empathetic solution rather than Scorpio, which is like, I'm going to let this pain <laughs> drive me. Yeah, I can also see this being similar in a way to the Sagittarian escapism mm -hmm. of in a pro in, in like a moment of crisis i'm going to remove myself from yeah. the crisis whereas mm -hmm. aries is going to insert themselves assertively into yeah. the crisis pisces i think would completely remove themselves like in a moment of i have to react to this i think i'm going to completely distance myself from the problem so that the problem and and in their own Pisces way give themselves that time to feel through what's yeah. going on 
So yeah, that because they they're can... so aware of all the nuance and all the layers of a situation. It's not like Aries, oh, this is posing a threat. I'm going to respond to the threat. Pisces is like, this is posing a threat, but there's more nuance. There's more, there are more levels to this threat than what meets the eye. Yeah. And Very, that like, could be something. Yeah. And that could be something that would. I could know... see this as another negotiating role too, similar to Libra, where it's like they have compassion Libra. and understanding. Like we would rather let's find a solution to this that pleases all parties. But I think that Libra being that cardinal sign would take a more active approach in their neutrality, whereas Pisces would take a more, you know, removed initial approach. Also, they're being forced into the role of like caretaker again, similar to cancer, like being one who can hold emotion for others. I could see this placement being someone who finds themselves being trauma dumped on a lot and oh, having yeah. to set the boundary and being like whoa 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 but in the moment of crisis and a moment of necessity like i could see at some point in this person's life as just like a lot of necessity in pisces uh saving somebody from drowning i could see that like any water-based threats yeah. being someone who is very, very comfortable in water and like being able to save somebody in that situation um or well, what else does Pisces rule? I'm it's beyond I mean, it's just addiction. like ethereal. I'm thinking, yeah, being like that person who's very uh, capable of helping somebody yeah. through those moments that are not black and white, because Pisces isn't black and white, and mm-hmm. like those type of journeys, like something like addiction, isn't black and white. There's like a it's a roller coaster. Like any yeah. any type of emotional uh you know trauma where yeah, a journey and exactly and how and grief i think this would be you know a yeah. really great placement for helping somebody in a moment of grief because they understand like pisces like their time is not linear like we are like this happened five years ago and yet it's happening right now and like like all this you know connectedness to everything and that i think is journeys like grief or mm-hmm. any sort of you know very heavily yeah. charged emotions they can pick up where they left off before because they understand that things aren't always linear yeah and survival looks so different to everybody and, and this pisces energy has a place too and i think we would think like oh when you're in a crisis what are you going to do sit down and cry and it's like listen if it's a safe enough setting to do that and that's how they feel like they're going to survive there's a place in this universe for that energy but then if it wasn't in a moment of crisis, they'd be like, oh, my God, you're just going to sit down and cry right now. Come on, get up. Let's yeah, go. come on. It's not that bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is so fascinating. Yeah, definitely something I want to sit with for a little bit longer. I was I was really relieved to see that there was more information out there on this lot, because after the lot of victory, I was like, oh, my gosh, is this what the rest of them are going to be like? But um, it gave me more inspiration to really go off of and to explore this placement a little bit more. And I hope that you guys listening have also enjoyed exploring your lot of necessity or when you're done listening to this, you'll explore it and definitely let us know. As you've heard before, join us on uh, Patreon to join our discord and chat with us about your lot of necessity necessity um you also would have received this episode five days earlier so you could have talked about it five days ago but (laughs) (laughs) patreon.com slash the stars maybe do it (laughs) love a good plug love it (laughs) this has been great i i'm glad that we have more information on this one i'm definitely going to sit with that i love the idea of it being our almost superpower in a crisis but also the thing that triggers us 
in, in like that enemy's way, you know, and yeah. sitting with that energy yourself to find out what am I triggered by? Why am I triggered by it? And also what is my superpower in the moment of a crisis? Now, Oh, what's my superpower in the moment of a crisis? I can yeah. draw up a profit and loss for anybody in any moment of crisis. <laughs> I can <laughs> dress and drag and do the hula. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so good. Well, Mimi, why did we talk about the part of necessity today? Because the stars made it necessary to do it. Oh my god. 